Welcome to episode 35 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Today, we have a jam-packed show. First of all, we've got two episodes of Mandalorian to catch up on, and we're also going to talk about The Irishman and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. What's more... I'm never going to say without further ado again. Let's go. What's crack-a-lacking, my friend? Yep. You know what was funny? What's up? Before before we started recording, mm-hmm. uh, I had to go pee. Yeah. But I didn't say, hold on, I got to go pee. I said, let's pee. <laughs> you did. And I went upstairs and peed. Then we both jumped up, and <laughs> and as, as we as I was jumping up, as I was making my way to the backyard, um, uh, I was thinking that's really funny the way we just did that. Of uh, um, it would have been gold if you're like I don't know if you remember Zach Mary make a porno when he's like let us fuck if you're like let us pee. Next uh, time. I'll save that for next time. <laughs> That's how it's going to come out. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for breaking out the potty humor at the first, right off the bat. Childish things. As you know, I lost I lost a friend last week based on my potty humor. I, as We talked about this, but but I just I want to mention it because it's so funny to me still. Yeah. Uh, like after episode three of Mandalorian came out. Mm-hmm. I I made a meme of um, Boba Fett on on the toilet taking a poop yep. reading a book, yep. and um, the the wording was uh, I I put the quote from the show you know have you ever have you ever taken your helmet off no and then uh, the meme wording was this is the way we poop yeah which I thought was hilarious because I felt from this episode we were learning that the Mando eats, sleeps, poops in his helmet. Right. Right? Apparently that's not true. We found that out in episode four. Yeah. It was the the one good thing about episode four. Um, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had a friend, a friend, quote unquote, air quotes around friend, yeah. on Facebook, who's, who shall, whose name shall go unmentioned because that's not the point. The point was just how shocked I was. Yeah. He was offended. He said like something about keep it above the waistline. Okay. I, 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 like, like he was offended that I was making a poop joke in connection with Mando, really? I guess. And and like, not for nothing, if you knew this guy, yeah. like, uh, this guy has done some gross shit publicly and been like famous for it and okay. proud of it. Um, but um, he he unfriend he unfollowed me, and then he like like he did it like he did that that awesome Facebook move where you announce that you're unfollowing somebody when you unfollow them. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a guy I've known for like 30 years. This is the way. <laughs> we poop. 
this is the way we poop. That's what I thought. Anyway, no, episode yeah. four cleared that up. Cleared okay. that up. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. anyway, I was just I was just shocked that if you like like a poop joke, is that was that offensive? I asked you, Kev. Yeah. I asked you if it was offensive. In yeah. the in real time, right? I messaged you and after yeah. it happened and I was like, just just tell me. Like, am I wrong? Like, did I cross a line here? No, I thought it was fine. I, I actually giggled when I saw the uh when I saw the meme, so my point I, I got was, it. <laughs> my my point was Episode one of The Mandalorian had the first ever Star Wars toilet in yep. it. Yep. So so Dave Filoni and John Favreau made the first Mandalorian poop joke. Yep. Not me. Absolutely. Not me. You can't you can't put this on me. It's on <laughs> Filoni and Favreau. <laughs> uh shit. Literally. Anyway. Uh but yeah, no. I, I, I was I was not offended by the That's uh, my la- that's me. my life. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's a that's a day in Jer's life. That's what happens to me. You lose a thirty year friend because you made a meme about Boba Fett pooping. Yeah. And you posted it on Facebook. That's that that's my life. That How's, your life? Uh, How's your life? I'm okay. Uh I'm not sure if I lost any friends um due to poop memes. Uh no. I don't think I posted any. Uh, yeah, that's I, that's really not your thing. I, yeah. I don't I don't see you doing that. It's, no, it's kind I, of a jer- it's kind of a jer thing. The poop joke. I feel like I I can't remember. Did I rebuttal your thing with a with a trooper on a pooper? I feel oh, like I did. I don't, I, I don't did know. You, you, did, you did. That's right. That's true. You are you okay? Okay. It's a yeah. Kev thing too. It's yeah. A thing. No, okay. I'm totally we, cool. We are we are brothers of the poop joke. We are brothers of the poop. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> we poop. <laughs> no. No, episode four, no. Okay, yeah. it's not the way we poop. Okay, I stand down. I stand down on my argument that <laughs> Mandalorians poop with their helmets on. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently they don't. Apparently they take it off. So, yes. Uh, they, take it, they take it off to eat the frijoles. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, other than uh, losing a friend over poo, um, how's, uh, how, how are you doing? How, oh, that, not, not just over poop, over a Mandalorian meme. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Pull your pants up. Okay. Um, <laughs> how else am I doing? I'm doing great, but I was asking you how you're doing. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Um, I, I had a busy week. Um yeah. Uh, I was sick uh, for basically the full week. Uh, I'm feeling much better now. But uh, between there, I, I did work. I had a DJ gig. And, uh, yeah, no, How's I was it? just really... Where was, really... Where, where, was, where was your gig? How did it go? Uh, it was in Liberty Village. It was for a... Um, uh, it was a corporate gig. And uh, it was very easy. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Um, no, but it was fun. It was I was really impressed with this uh, with, with this office. Like these it was like mostly like 20 like 30 somethings and i don't know there's they were just a lot of fun there was it was a lot of fun it was it was a fun vibe and uh it was a good time um by everybody so yeah no you had the dance floor pop in with maestro fresh west (laughs) with some maestro there you go no i actually didn't drop any maestro but yeah no um but yeah, what? no, it was it was a fun night. It was fun. You're gonna, so. you're gonna you're gonna be in like his neighborhood and not play him? Yeah, what? He's from Liberty Village. It's got to be nearby there. I thought he was like Jane and Finch. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't even. I feel like he's like Jane and Finch. Sorry. Okay, now you just totally called me out on my fake and my maestro. <laughs> it's either Jane and Finch or Scarborough. It's like one of those two. I the remember maestro. Was... I know you're listening. I apologize. I, you know, get, send us a message and and you know. 
you know, come on the show and tell us all about your history because I just misrepresented you. <laughs> yeah, you got to come on and let your backbone slide. So, yeah, no, it was good, good time. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, it's been, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we got a lot to talk about today in this episode. We do. We, do. we took a, we took a week off. Um, we didn't really talk about why we took a week off. I'm not really sure. I suspected because you knew that for I had me, gone to the dark side. No, for me, I was I really wanted to do the episode for uh, for four just because of yeah. like the stuff you were talking about online. Oh, but you did. I was sick. I don't know. I oh, just, yeah. No, I was sick. That's why. Because you was, didn't even respond. Like you didn't engage with me on that, no. and I thought. I thought you were just bummed that I was going negative and didn't want no, to hear No, no, no. I was, I was saving it for the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, like I said, I was just feeling like crap like from like, I don't know, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. You know what I mean? All the, pretty yeah. much all week. Like I even yeah. took a day off work. And to be honest, like I would have like messaged you and said, let's record that day. But I just wasn't yeah. up to it. That's that's that's. Uh, I wasn't. I so. wasn't feeling it. Like I was. It wasn't your fault. We didn't record. It was. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I wasn't really feeling it. I was. I had. I had gone really negative on Mando, and yeah. then I, w- I was just like, yeah. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Like everybody's mm-hmm. just celebrating and celebrating and celebrating, and I. Yeah. I. I was like, yeah. I just maybe I just don't want to talk this week. You know. Yeah. And I think. I think it's actually good to take a week off once in a while. I think. I think I feel like recharged from it. I think mm-hmm. it's. Um, you know, and we've done it in the past and I, I, I think once in a while it's cool. Yeah. Um, but we are going to talk about episode, we are going to talk about Mandalorian episode four and five. We're going to save those for our final topics. Yeah. Uh, we are going to post in the description of this episode, uh, when we begin each topic, because we got, uh, four, three main topics today. Mm-hmm. Um, first one is Irishman. Second one is, uh, the Mr. Rogers movie, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And then we're going to catch up on episodes four and five of Mando. Yeah. So why don't we, why don't we get going and stop messing around? Like I tend to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Let's talk about the Irishman a little bit. We're not going to go too too long on this one, yeah. I think, because both of us uh, didn't really get pulled into this too much. But I do want to describe it for the listeners who might be interested. Anybody who has Netflix or thinking about checking it out, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about it for a few minutes anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Irishman struck me right away as being like a direct sequel to Goodfellas. Like yeah. it feels like it feels like it's the same movie that just continued on with new characters. Yeah. And, um, but the storytelling style is exactly the same, the narration. Yep. Um, and like, uh, the, the, the editing, the, 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 everything about it mm-hmm. cinematically just feels like it's Goodfellas too. Yeah. And it's based on, it's based on another book by a real life gangster, which is, you know, supposed to be based on mostly true stories, which are of course, highly embellished. Um, I'm not saying that this is all real stuff, but, yeah. um, same kind of vibe as Goodfellas, and um, that's what my immediate reaction was. Wow, I'm watching Goodfellas. Again. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. It did feel very Goodfellas vibe. Um, one thing I I just want to throw this in there real quick before I forget. One thing yeah. that I really really dug about this movie was when they were introducing characters and they were telling their names. They would yeah. tell you also when they died and how they when died. they died and the circumstances yeah. of death. Yeah, yeah, I, which I brought, really which brought home it brings it's a great bringing home the reality of the movie. Yeah, no, I really like that that little yeah. that little touch, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but anyways, go on. Uh, um, yeah, um, you know, it's it's Robert De Niro's movie. He's the star. He's the Irishman. Yeah. He he plays um, an Irish. Uh, I don't know if he's an immigrant or if his parents were immigrants, but uh, he's a veteran who fought in World War One. 
uh, in Italy for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and then he's back living in America, and he ends up involved in the uh, Italian underground crime world. Yeah. Um, and his um, his experience uh, in the war, uh, you know, um, leads him to easily uh, melt into that culture. He speaks fluent Italian, and he's very familiar with their culture. Yeah. Because uh, he lived there for years, fighting alongside them you know, against the against the Nazis in. No, not against the Nazis in World War One. I, I think it was. Yeah, so it was. Am I wrong? The French, was it World War Two? Right? Am I wrong? Was it World War One or two? I'm um, not sure. Anyway, like... he, he he protected Italy in a war. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but uh, that is his character, uh, and he lives a, he lives a long life as a gangster. Uh, gets involved with some famous characters, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, most notably. And um, I won't talk too much about the details of the story. Um, I will say, um, what will I say? Robert De Niro's performance is fantastic, and he's yeah. going to get nominated uh, for awards for this. Uh, and it's clearly, so, uh, it's clearly understood from the outset that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, right. Like this, that project for him. Let me ask um, you something real quick about this film. Yeah. So uh, when they when they did the uh, de aging thing, did it? Uh, yeah. Did it um, take you out of it? My second, my second impression. My first impression was it's the, it's the direct sequel to Goodfellas. My second impression was they missed a fantastic opportunity here because there, uh, Robert De Niro is shown in at least three timelines that I can tell. Yeah. There's the current timeline where he's pretty much his real age, yeah. probably probably a little bit of extra white in his hair mm-hmm. to make him look old. And he's in an old folks home yeah. and he's narrating the story from the old folks home. And then you jump back about looks like 20 years um to maybe maybe like a from a 75 year old guy to like a 55 year old guy mm-hmm. and and that's my best guess because robert de niro is just de-aged so much through most of this the same way like uh, robert Downey jr was in the iron man movies yeah uh, when they when they showed him young um it's that same kind of de-aging mm-hmm. thing and, Ro- and robert de niro spends a great deal of the movie in this de-aged form and yeah. it's weird it's weird. It pulls me out of the movie right away. It's um, it's obvious, not because the CGI is bad. The CGI is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks the age that he's supposed to look. But he's still an old man, and he still moves like an old man and talks like an old man. Yeah. And he just looks he just looks slow when yeah. he's young, and when and when <clears throat> and when he's and especially when there's a fight scene. And I'm not going to yeah. spoil it too much. But there's a <laughs> there's a fight scene that everybody's talking about yeah. where. He's supposed to be beating the crap out of this guy, and yeah. you can tell he's barely touching him. And because Robert De Niro is an old guy, and he can't move that fast, yeah. he can't move that well. Yeah. And you can tell, and it's just it looks laughable the yeah. scene. Yeah. And when I was watching this, I was like, "Well, first of all, you made a terrible choice even to leave this part in the movie. Like all you had to do was hit cut five seconds earlier, mm-hmm. and 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 this whole controversy never would have happened in my head. I feel like um, they could have at least brought in a stunt double for that one. Um, yes. I know exactly what you're talking my about. Second, my second and, point was, yeah, and get I, any get stunt double just to show his legs taking. Yeah, yeah, like, something. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know what? I was thinking about it more, and I think that they missed a big opportunity here, because you have this great Robert De Niro ves- vessel, and you get a lot of great Robert De Niro in three plus hours yeah. with three different timelines, 
why did they not cast a young fantastic actor to play the young version of Robert De Niro in yeah. one of these timelines? Yeah. Yeah. Just like to use it not only as a platform for Robert De Niro, but to elevate somebody new and to keep like I just feel like this is like we're paying so much homage to the old guys here, to Pacino and De Niro and mm. to Pesci. Like, and I love them. I, I like I, I love them, but I feel like this whole de aging thing and like leaving these bad scenes in is just like there's just like some giving the finger from the old guys like to the world in in this movie. I feel like like yeah. don't, don't, don't you feel like this was just like. Like, like the response to OK Boomer, almost like, <laughs> like, like, look how tough these old guys are, and look, look, we could, we could play any age guy. We're still, you know, we're still awesome at any age. We'll just use a little computer fakery to make us look younger, and you won't be able to tell, but we can tell. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I don't mean to be ageist. Like, I love, I love these actors as they are. Absolutely. But I, but I would love to see a young actor play the young version of them, and yeah. and and to see like. Um, the, you know the way the Godfather in Part Two brought in De Niro mm-hmm. to play Don Corleone, right? Like the Godfather Part Two is considered by many to be even better than the Godfather, yeah. because of, because of that. And 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 I I pronounced it weird, like G Jacket, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think they missed a big opportunity here, relying on this de aging instead of bringing in uh, a younger a younger actor to play younger versions of these characters. <clears throat> In like in one of the three timelines that we see in this movie, yeah, and and I think there's probably more than three timelines because there's some more stuff too. So there's a fourth timeline, and I think there's even probably even more. It's a long movie, guys. Yes, like it's very. Like, it took me three sittings to get through it. Yeah, and it's way too long. That's my, my another main point is mm. if you cut forty five minutes out of this movie, you have a great movie. You yeah. have like a, you have a movie that I would put on the shelf next to. Goodfellas, uh, at like as being that good because I, I want to stress there's a lot of great performances in this movie. There's yeah. a lot of great dialogue. There's a lot of great uh, scene writing, and there's a lot of great connections to the real world based on this novel. Um, mm-hmm. But it is fucking too long, and it is it gets fucking boring, and it gets fucking repetitive in mm-hmm. scenes, and it's just like it's it, it it feels like dick wagging to me. It feels like Scorsese, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like show, like I am cinema. Look at yeah. me, like yeah. you know, fuck you, MCU. Um, but I, I, it's it's too much. It, you know, if you if you just use a little brevity here, you have greatness. What you have is something that's bloated, yeah. but it's worth a watch. Especially, like I said, if you're a Goodfellas fan, if you think Goodfellas was the peak of cinema, and I know a lot of people do, mm-hmm. that then you love that you will love this, and you have to see it if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. No, um, I, I definitely agree. It's a it's a, it is a great film. It's 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 told really well uh it's acted amazing uh i agree with you it is a, a slightly a little bit too long um i think uh i think if i saw this in the theater i probably would have started going oh god crazy. oh god yeah yeah for sure <laughs> you know what i mean sure. like uh it's not one of those sure. movies that when you watch it's like wow that was three and a half hours no this is a movie you watch and you're like Damn, this is three and a half hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? So You're like there's half an hour left. What? <laughs> right. So but yeah, no. Um the other thing I, I, I feel like there was a missed opportunity to not call this movie the Irishman. I feel like they should have called it the wall painter. Just because yeah. of that first line when he's like, So I hear you paint yeah. walls. It's <laughs> a cool line. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great line. I, I don't know why they went Irishman, because I don't know. I feel like the the wall painter would have been a much better name for the film, personally. But yeah. that's that's my two cents on that one. 
but yeah, no, uh, I I agree with pretty much everything you say. Um, that I was even thinking. You're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I want to interrupt you because yeah. I wanted to put a point to what you just said because it's parallel structure with Goodfellas because Goodfella was the term for the characters in that movie, and in this one, Wall Painter is the term for the Irishman's profession in this movie it's, yeah. it's perfect it's a perfect analogy anyway go ahead yeah no i totally feel like that was a missed yeah. opportunity yeah. but um sorry what was i saying oh no i agree with you the, the fact that you said that uh, why didn't they bring in a younger actor to, to, to yeah. play a young yeah yeah no, i think that would have been awesome too why is um, it even 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 an established young actor why isn't ed yeah. norton in this playing one of the young characters i don't yeah. know yeah no i agree so um one of the other things about this film was um I'm uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I was totally going somewhere with that, and I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, don't give me the Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. Well, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Go on. Okay, well, I well, <laughs> okay, do, you, do you want to sum up? Then we've been talking about Irishman for like a, a, a bit now, yeah. uh, but. Uh, do you want to sum up? Do you want to rate it? Are we going to give it a score? Are we going to go that far? Uh, yeah, might as well score it. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, with the uh, de-aging process, sorry, I just want to throw this in oh, okay. real quick. Yeah. Um, so with the de-aging process, uh, I I was taken out at like the first time they did a younger De Niro and Pesci. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, okay, that looks a little off. But it yeah. started to grow on me as the movie went. Right. right? To right. the point that I was like looking for it, it was pretty well done. And yeah. On when I was watching it, my basis of comparison was that Gemini Man movie because I feel like they did a horrible job. I don't know if you've seen it yet. That's no, Will Smith. Yeah, no, I don't. I have no interest. Smith versus Smith. The movie itself was. I was entertained. Okay. I was entertained by that movie. Okay. Um, Okay. 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 It had great action. It was. It was. The story was okay. Yeah, uh, there was obviously cheesy moments, right? It was a good director, right? Who was it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank uh, on who directed it now. But anyways, um, the one part of that film that completely took me out was young Will Smith because okay. it was so badly done. <laughs> so uh, this film, uh, it didn't take me out like it did Gemini Man. At first, like I said, it did, but then it grew on me because it started looking better as it progressed. Right. Where Gemini Man, there was like one scene where Will Smith was like in the dark, kind of like in the shadows, kind of whatever, talking to like some character, and you could see oh, it's Ang Lee. Ang Lee, that's who it was. There you go. And there was the, like the guy who made the weirdest whole fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> but he also made one of the greatest uh, martial arts movies ever made too. Yeah, sure. um, Crouching Tiger, right? So yeah, no, Crouching Tiger is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, ever. Well, there you go. It's, Great, but yeah, you could like you could totally. See, I want like, I want the, Ang Lee to make a Star Wars movie so badly. Oh, that'd be like, interesting. I want, I just want Crouching Tiger with lightsabers. It, that it would, be, it would be the greatest fucking movie of all time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It would have to be a full Asian cast. Cast though, I, I couldn't say. Yeah, bring it on, so. bring it on, do it. Yeah, Star no, Wars. I'm down. So, anyways, uh, yeah, you could see like the shading on the side of his face, and it just looked off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but anyways. Yeah, so uh, if I was gonna rate this uh, film, we're talking fucking about David Bedioff wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> does that make Does that make you mad? I don't. I, <laughs> no, he's weird. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if I was gonna rate it, um, based on 
the fact that I had to watch it in three parts <laughs> just because it was so wow. long. Yeah. I okay. feel like I'm going to bring down a point because <laughs> uh, I would have said a solid nine, but I think I'm going to say a solid eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's, it, it's a good movie if it's your thing, but it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you a secret now. I it's probably, I should probably be flogged for reviewing this film. I don't know how it ends. I didn't watch the end. I it was oh, too long. It was too long. Shit. I gave up. I, pun- I punched out. I punched out. Yeah. Uh, so, from what I saw, like this doesn't count. I shouldn't score it. It's not fair. But from what I saw, it's a seven. Okay. I, but it, but it's not my thing. If it is your thing, I definitely recommend it. So how uh, far did you get? Oh fuck! I don't know, dude. I was half asleep. Like don't don't even. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious how much you. Had, we, also, you it was like a week and a half ago. Hold on. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. Jimmy Hoffa was like. Was Jimmy Hoffa? Was dead? Jimmy Hoffa still alive? Uh. I don't remember how he died. I don't remember. Well, don't nobody remember, knows how Jimmy Hoffa died. Right? If, you don't remember, that... if you don't remember how he died, then uh, you didn't see that part. Okay. <laughs> so you probably missed another hour of the film. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't even. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to guess like somewhere like the last. He died within. Okay. The last I didn't hour. like the movie. I thought I, I thought I made that clear. It's a good movie that I didn't like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it that happens? That happens. Okay, I like. I, I just don't want to yeah. make anybody bad who feel bad who does yeah. like it. Good, man. <laughs> uh, I think you should do yourself uh, the service and at least watch the ending. Uh, I, 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 that, yeah, I, I, dude, I got so much to catch up. And Vikings a, started, but yeah. I haven't even mentioned Vikings. Like, don't even, don't even, don't even accidentally tripwire my Vikings yeah, right now no, because right. I would. I want to do a whole episode on Vikings, but I'm not. Okay, <laughs> audience is too small. But there's a Netflix show coming, mm-hmm. Vikings Valhalla. Okay. By Michael Hurst. It's a sequel. It's 100 years later. So it's basically going to be the same show, but better because okay. it's going to be on Netflix. All right. So we might get to do some Vikings coverage at some point. I'm just I'm just warning you. All right. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Right. Oh, are we boomed? Are we going to boom done on, on, on The Irishman? Boom done! See ya! Bye. Okay. So let's move on. So. Beautiful day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. What a movie. Yes. And I don't mean it's the greatest movie ever. Uh, no. Uh, at all. No. I just mean this movie messed with my head, dude. Yeah. Like, this movie had me puzzled from the first few minutes, yeah. and it had me puzzled for days after. Okay. Like, I, I had to go and research the backstory of this movie I had to like watch interviews with the creators of this movie. Okay. I had to I had to figure this movie out and I don't think that's a strength. I'm not like I'm not saying this is the greatest movie I've ever seen that I love it. Yeah. I don't I have a weird relationship with it. Okay. Um it's good, it's worth watching, especially if you're just a cinemaphile. Mm-hmm. Um and you know if you're a Mr. Rogers fan too, sure, go check it out, but I want to warn people it's not what you expect. Am I right? No, I'm 100%. Did, let, let me just get that from you right now. Yeah. You were started watching this and you were like, wait a minute. Where's this? This going? is, this is, this is nothing <laughs> yeah. that I thought it was good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the movie that I'm thinking of? That was the same thing. Uh, what was that Matt Damon movie where he shrunk down? Oh, um, <laughs> fuck. I can't remember what it's called right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I did not like that film at all. Okay. But I, it's way better than that. <laughs> Okay, it's not as yeah. bad as that movie. Oh no, at, it's at way better than that. Okay. I, I actually okay. enjoyed it. Beautiful, but scene, but yeah. I'm just saying the reaction I had to that movie, where I was like, "This is not the movie I thought I was coming yeah. to see." 
Um, so I just want to warn people, if you are looking for a Mr. Rogers biopic, if you think that this is Tom oh, no. Hanks, that if you think that this is Tom Hanks, who's just, I'm going to make a movie telling the story of Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that no. is no. no. What this Ignore that. <laughs> Keep going. Hello? <laughs> I just wanted to bring this in. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Play yeah, it. Yeah. Let it play. Yeah. It's my childhood. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll tell you something. I wasn't excited when Mr. Rogers came on. Honestly, I was probably bored uh-huh. with Mr. Rogers came on. But it was still... It was better than the news or yeah. whatever else was on at that time it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood a beautiful and as a kid it was an oasis no. it was an escape from adult television when there was nothing good on but this was better than this was you know than the than the uh, canadian equivalent <laughs> right right mr dressa which i love don't get me wrong <laughs> can I just say with you can I just say that was awesome like oh, he has a he has a uh, lapel mic and when he zipped up his thing you could totally hear the zipper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sweater his mother made him by the way <laughs> that what's that that sweater his mother made him really okay that, that red that red sweater with the zipper yeah okay his mother made that for him. that's awesome so uh one of the things that I about this film. Okay, first. Okay, are you done saying what you're saying, sir? Um, I, I was going to make a point about how I, I found Mister Rogers to be a little bit depressing. Okay, and and this movie I think had that vibe. I think the, I think the creators of this movie had that same vibe yeah. about him. Okay, but but that's a whole like long thing. So you please say what you were going to say. No, I was going to say uh, one of the things. Okay, so. I love the way this movie was structured. It was structured. It was telling the story of another person, right? Uh, are we gonna? We're going to spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. Okay. Yes. So uh, it was Fuck. telling the story about. I don't remember the the dude's name, but uh, first of all, an, the, author, the author's name. The author's name was fictionalized for the movie. It's not oh, the actual. It? Okay. It's not the. It's not the actual name of the actual author who wrote the story that the movie is based okay. on. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, it's not that important. Um, yeah. I'm looking for it now. I will come up with it in a second. Lloyd Vogel. Okay, is the fictional name of the author. So in the it's, movie. it's basically he he plays. And, and I want to say it's Matthew Rice, who we know from The Americans, which I love. Like he's a great right. actor. He he really looks like uh, what's his name, Ant Man. Uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's um, he's like a. He could be Paul Rudd's brother. Yeah, when Am I, I was, wrong? When I was watching it. Um, it wasn't Paul Rudd that I was thinking he looked like. It was someone really? else. Really? Yeah, there was someone else. And the whole time I was looking at him, I'm like, oh my God, it's like a spitting image. And I'm drunk. I've always, I've always thought he could be Paul Rudd's brother. Like he, he yeah. can play Ant Man easily. Oh my <laughs> but, God, I'm drawing a blank. There was someone. It's like someone famous, and he looked like. And I, if Paul Rudd ever dies, God, I, you know, God forbid, uh, Matthew Rice could step in as Ant Man like that. Yeah. I'm, I just want to see his face right Boom! Now. Matthew Rice, Ant-Man. Make it so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just pulling him up. Now. Multiverse. Anyways, when there's um, a multiverse episode, when when there's the man, the, the multiverse at Ant-Man shows up, yeah. Matthew Rice. <laughs> uh, beautiful day. But anyways, uh, it's about 
It's about this reporter, essentially, who gets the opportunity to interview Mr. Rogers. Yes. And, um, sorry, what's his name in the thing? What's his name? Matthew Lloyd Vogel? Rice. Matthew, Matthew Rice. Rice. The actor, Matthew Rice. Yeah, R-H-Y-S. Maybe it's pronounced Reese. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was someone... Every time he was on the screen, I was like, oh my God, he looks like someone, and I'm just trying to blank on who I was thinking. But anyways, not important. <laughs> Look up the Americans, so, uh, promo, promo picker. Well, I was trying to find pictures of him in that movie to see if it would spark the memory of who I thought it would look like. But um, So anyways, it's about this reporter who gets to interview Mr. Rogers. And yes. he kind of finds out about like Mr. Rogers, like where he's where like him on camera, him off camera, um, and it's the way the story is told. It actually is set up like it was a show, uh, like a Mr. Rogers show, yes. and it started with like like Mr. Rogers uh, introducing this character. And I I thought the way they told the story, like the structure, was amazing. Like I, I was I was so into that. Absolutely yes. loved it. Um, the one thing that I was like, I couldn't get out of my head was so when he like talked to him outside of the show, Mr. Rogers was basically the same way off camera that he is on camera. And that's yeah, the I think one that, that, thing that was a main point of the movie. Yeah, that was the one thing that like completely like my mind was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I don't know. I not that I was expecting Mister Rogers to be like a fucking alcoholic drunk off camera or anything. Like, like, won't you pass me a fucking beer, bitch? You know, what I mean? like, I just didn't yeah. think that he was the same way like all the time. Like that was him. That was generally Mister Rogers. That was Fred Rogers. <laughs> I have and, some thoughts. Yeah. On you know, that. And now I'm more intrigued to watch that um, that documentary. After watching this movie, because before I kind of had an interest in that documentary. Which documentary? Oh, they did a they did a documentary about Fred Rogers, uh, and I think it's called. Uh, fuck. I definitely have to watch this. Yeah, no, um, it came out like this year. I want to say Fred Rogers. Uh, okay. okay. Sorry, I'm just pulling it up here. I don't remember the exact name of the. Uh, it might be called Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, uh, I'm just looking for self because he would be he would be himself, right? Uh, anyways, uh, I can't find it right now, but it's a documentary about him. And like I said, I believe it came out this year. It was either early this year or late last year. Uh, sorry, I really want to know the name of it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it. I don't see it on. Wait a minute. There's one called Won't You Be My Neighbor. I think that's it. Starring Mr. Rogers. It doesn't... I can't tell if it's a documentary. Yeah, there's definitely a documentary on him. And apparently um, apparently it's really good. Um, yep, Mr. Rogers' documentary. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I'm more, I'm more intrigued to watch his documentary now based on... My experience. I'm, de- I'm definitely fascinated by Mr. Rogers. I mm-hmm. was before the movie, and that's kind of why I was kind of disappointed by the movie because I was expecting this to explain him, and all it does is make him more mysterious. Yes. And 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 I want to say that's 
fine because it, like, I don't mind it driving my curiosity about Mr. Rogers. That's fine. But I just want to say that my expectations for the movie itself as a film mm. are still like, that movie doesn't do what I want it to do, you know, a oh, little yeah. bit. Okay. Um, and like, I got to ask you straight up. Mm-hmm. When you're watching Tom Hanks, are you seeing Tom Hanks or are you seeing Mr. Rogers? I'm seeing Tom Hanks portraying Mr. Rogers. Yes. So uh, he didn't, to me, he didn't really look like him. But I He's thought, too big. Yeah. Mr. Rogers is. is a tiny dude. Yeah. But he's he, got a thin, he's got a thin, wispy voice. Yeah. And he's got a higher tenor in his voice. But I thought and he did a great job portraying him, though. But it's those, a surreal, those things aside, yeah, no, no, and I, I and I want to get to the surrealness of this, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and one thing that I got from reading interviews with the creators after was something that I didn't really click on. I was close, but it didn't click with me, even though it should be obvious when you think about it, mm. because the oh, the opening scene of this film is the opening of Mister Rogers. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a standard Mr. Rogers opening, mm-hmm. but then it turns surreal. Yeah. He's he's showing pictures of his neighbors and he opens a door and one of them is Lloyd Vogel, yep. who is not a Mr. Rogers character, no. obviously. No. And then, you know, it closes in on Lloyd Vogel and the movie begins. Yeah. What I didn't understand at that time, which I wish I did, mm. based on that introduction, because it should have been obvious, is that this entire movie is entitled is intended to be an episode of Mr. Rogers that tells the story of Lloyd Vogel. So throughout this movie, when it gets surreal and jazzy and weird and creative with reality, it's doing that because Mr. Rogers, the show did that. Right. And that's the explanation for the surreal nature of this entire film. That's also my problem with that in that, it's kind of an excuse for Tom Hanks not being a super convincing Mr. Rogers because we're saying right off the top, this isn't real. This is a surreal, like, like imaginative kind of mind play that's happening here. It kind of feels like a Charlie Kaufman movie in a few places. It kind of feels like we're in like a like a being John Malkovich okay. kind of kind of surreal, but it doesn't really go that full fledged into that area enough i feel like it stays too realistic too much for a surreal movie you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. because a lot of it is just focused on lloyd vogel's life mm-hmm. which is which is very ordinary you know except that he's a writer for a magazine but you know just he's just him dealing with his family relationships basically mm-hmm. yeah is the majority of this movie yeah but vogel um which is not bad, you know, the, the story is good, the actors are good, it's based on a real-life story, it's all based on this article that was, I guess, pretty famous uh, in the 90s in Esquire magazine, it's, in, it's entitled, <clears throat> Can You Say Hero? It's, a, it's, a, it's supposed to be a, um, like a tribute piece to Mr. Rogers, telling the story of his life. And like this movie, the article... Kind of can't do that because as it shows you, the author's experience with Mr. Rogers is this is a mysterious guy. Like even when you get to know him, even when you get close to him, Mm -hmm. when you're having personal conversations with him, you will ask him a a direct question and he will not answer you. He he will instead answer you with a question about you. 
he does not like to talk about himself yeah. in this movie, right? And I, and again, I just I, I hate. I want to be careful. I don't want to say. I don't want to describe Fred Rogers. I want to describe Fred Rogers in this movie because this movie does a very careful job of telling you. This is not a biopic. Mm -hmm. This is a representation of this interview. And this interview itself was kind of a cryptic, mysterious experience for the author. And it's trying to unravel that experience rather than let you get to know Mr. Rogers because you can't get to know Mr. Rogers. And I think the point of it is that nobody could. Right. And I and when I when I do some research about his real life, what you keep hearing, what I keep finding is. There's like nothing bad about him ever came out. Yeah. And what that tells me is there wasn't nothing bad about him, just that his image was so controlled that we don't know much about him, right. honestly. Right. And that's, frust- that's frustrating to me, right? Like I want the expose, I want the dirt, and I think that his life was so controlled mm-hmm. that he kept such a great tight lid on his dirt right. that it's just not there. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, this movie is good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. Just don't go to it expecting that it's a Mr. Rogers flick. Like expect a complex movie that, um, is about Mr. Rogers in a lot of ways and has a lot of cool information about Mr. Rogers and has, and has like, you know, um, behind the scenes on the set of his show, which is fantastic. And, and just him just sitting there for, um, uh, freestyling on the piano and he was a great jazz pian- pianist and mm-hmm. you know all of that music from the show was him and they really they show you his behind the scenes creative process when he's doing the puppetry yeah. and the, and how the show was made and as a Mr. Rogers fan that's all fantastic right yeah. so there's a lot for Mr. Rogers fans in here don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um, there's just there's there's there really isn't an explanation of his of the interworkings of his personal relationships in his own life. It's all about him as a figure. Uh, it's all about the work that he did. He's almost, he's, he's almost like a minister, right? Like he's got his apparently philosophy. He was, though. Uh, right. Apparently he was a minister at one point. He was very religious. We know that, mm-hmm. but um, he, but he had his own philosophy that he kind of created that he proselytized. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was all about mm-hmm. just uh, loving and accepting children as they are and teaching them to love themselves as they are yep. and, and teaching them how to deal with negative emotions. And, you know, and it's funny, I never really had Mr. Rogers crystallized for me like that in this way before. Like, I always had this impression that Mr. Rogers was kind of a sad show. Like, I always felt like it was a little bit depressing. Okay. And the way this movie frames it kind of explains that to me, right? Mm. Like, this was a show about teaching children how to deal with negative emotions. So this was a show about negative emotions a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so it, it's like normalizing them for children mm-hmm. and, and making children okay with them, which is fantastic. Like, I love it. Like I, I love this guy. Um, I feel like he has, I feel like he's just a weird enigmatic character. Like almost like, I don't want to say it, but almost like a Michael Jackson kind of character okay. where like, he probably had a secret life. I don't want to say it's creepy or gross or bad in any way, but like, like, th- like there had to be like fights with his family or some kind of stuff that we're not getting the details about. You know, there had to be some but personal. Again, the movie stuff. wasn't really about him. 
because because it, because and, and and my my point is that he seemed like he was so controlled yeah. that it can't be it can't be about him. They gave us as much as they could, but then they were like, "Fuck, we we can't we can't do a biopic. We we have to do a picture about this this interviewer, mm-hmm. right?" And, and then Tom Hanks will come and he'll do his acting job. I love Tom Hanks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite movies are Tom Hanks movies. Um, I could quote Forrest Gump all day, like yeah. Lieutenant Dan Ice Cream, Ice Cream Lieutenant Dan. Like I just, I love that movie, and I, I never for a minute in some of his movies think I'm watching Tom Hanks. Right? I just get pulled into his amazing characters. Yeah. And in this one, I felt like I was watching Tom Hanks. Like if I had gone to see a Broadway play or something, and I'm gonna Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers mm-hmm. in right. Like it, it just felt like what it is, which is Tom Hanks playing Mister Rogers, yeah. and it's instead of being completely sucked in and transported and believing it in my soul. Right. Mm. That's yeah. what I want to say. Good job. Good movie. Come with your expectations tempered. But, um, if you're a Mr. Rogers fan, definitely see it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you with the, um, with, uh, Tom Hanks. I feel like even though I thought he did an amazing job, uh, doing Mr. Rogers, yeah. I do I do agree with you. I I feel like they they should have instead of going for like star quality tried to get someone who kind of resembled Yeah. Mr. Rogers a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did feel don't, like I was watching Tom Hanks do a yeah. Mr. Rogers imitation, but I, I feel thought, like it, it pulled it pulled me out more just yeah. because it was Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, but I I do feel like he did a good job. Uh don't get me wrong, but I totally see you eye to eye on that one. But um but overall um, I didn't, it didn't pull me out of the movie because I was so submerged in the movie that yeah. I absolutely loved it from beginning to end. So it's, it's jazzy. I want to yeah. say it's, it's, it's like Mr. Rogers in that it starts to play with filmmaking style mm-hmm. in certain areas and it gives you some weird scenes. There was one scene that I absolutely think should have been left out. Which one was that? Um, and it was the scene where uh, Vogel is talking to his dead mother in her hospital bed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just so kind of just over the top, bash you in the head with the with the drama of him. Um, I just you didn't need it. It was like thirty seconds that you didn't need it, and it right. it was it was too much for me. But um, okay. uh, you know, there's great weird scenes where you know, like uh. Vogel shows up with bunny ears in the set of uh, the sure, land of yeah. the land of make believe, and yeah. um, he's the size of all the puppets, and it gets weird like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun and jazzy. It's got it's if you're a fan of filmmaking, if you're a fan of Charlie Kaufman style filmmaking, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of uh, Mister Rogers, um, yeah, yeah. I've already said this, but go see it. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, what's your numeric rating? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this movie a oh. It's a tough call because I like this movie, but I still am bummed out by my expectation thing. Mm. So, um, no, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I want to give it an eight. It is a good movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Uh, I do recommend it. Um, okay. It's a good. It's a good uh, chilling with the one you love, uh, especially if you're both old enough to have seen Mister Rogers on TV. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> One of the things I absolutely loved about my movie experience about going to see this movie, actually, was the fact that I was the only person in the cinema when I saw it. What? And, in fact, well, I went and saw a uh, Saturday morning matinee. It was like 10.30 in the morning. Okay. And 
I believe I was the only customer in the entire theater. At That's the, the best. <laughs> so um, I absolutely take my pants off. <laughs> you're right. I was tempted to take my shirt off at yeah. one time. Yeah. Uh, I actually almost got up and changed seats just because I could. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking wander, wander around. Fuck it. Stretch your legs. Yeah. Halfway through the movie. Why not? But um, yeah, uh, for me, I actually enjoyed this more than I did the Irishman. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, nine. me too. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go nine on this one. Uh, I really, really, really dug this film. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody, um, Mr. Rogers fan or not. I just thought it was great storytelling. True. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, really, it was great. It was it was very well acted. Uh, yeah. I did, like I said, feel you on the me seeing Tom Hanks do a Mr. Rogers impersonation instead of watching a Mr. Rogers on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't take me out of the film. Uh, yeah. I thought he did a good job. Um, but yeah, I do agree. I, I, I they could, yeah. they could have got someone that looked, I want to like say him, he but... didn't do a bad job. I, f- yeah. I feel like he, he sold the spirit of oh, the he man. Sold, he sold. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially like, the yeah. part when he went at the end, when he went to go see his dad, like I thought that that whole scene was yeah. amazing. So yeah, well yeah, uh, no, I thought he did a good job playing Mister Rogers. I just feel like they they could have got someone else, but it is what it is. Right, right. So, well yeah, uh, yeah, nine for me. You know what I just realized? Did mm-hmm. I did I rate the Irishman? You did. You gave it. Uh, I want to say you said seven, if I remember correctly. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you said seven. You did give a okay. rating though. Uh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, boom done on a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Go check it out. Uh, it's worth your time. And now my friend, this is the way son. This is the way I have spoken. My son. <laughs> I have spoken. Son! <laughs> this is the way! Alright, are we gonna jump into episode? We poop! <laughs> Everybody poops! This is the way we poop, son! Sometimes. We don't take this shit off, son! We take this shit off, we can never put it back on, son! <laughs> So, uh, we're going to jump into episode four here. Yeah. We're doing a back-to-back. Yeah. Episode four. Sanctuary. So. Chapter four. We're out the bat. You, you, you had some issues, right? Issues, brother. Issues. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me break it down for you, brother. Break it down. First of all. In our plot line, we had three episodes ago. We had, we had Christmas Day, right? We had yeah. our our new Mandalorian. We had it unwrapped and, and it was all over the floor, and we loved it, right? Yeah. A week later, Let's we had some. We, we had somehow still Christmas Day yeah. because they dropped two episodes in the first life week, day. and they were both they were both amazing. Life, 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 life day, Christmas son. doesn't exist in life the day, son. Life day, son. <laughs> Not light day, life, son. Life <laughs> day, son. Okay, yeah, you got that right. Okay, 
following week was like Boxing Day, yeah. right? Like, like episode three was like it was great. Uh, this shines off a little bit though. It's not brand new stuff anymore. Stuff mm-hmm. that we're getting used to now, and I was starting to worry that it was going to go wrong. Okay. Holy shit! Did it go wrong? <laughs> okay. And everybody knows it, Kev, and everybody was I, afraid to say it because everybody loves Baby Yoda, and I love Baby Yoda, but I am not going to be afraid to call out failure. And Bryce okay. Dallas Howard, everybody said she did a great job, but nobody said why they thought she did a great job. Everybody just loves Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. and fuck it, I love Bryce Dallas Howard, but yeah. she did a bad job. Yeah. This was a bad episode of television. Any show would have this would have been a bad episode of this would have been a bad episode of Stargate SJU. Yeah. This would have been a bad bad episode of fucking Babylon Five. This was a bad show. <laughs> this was a bad episode. I, okay, so it had a bad script. <laughs> it had bad casting. It had terrible directing. Terrible directing. <laughs> terrible directing. And look and look, I am tired. Fuck off with this Star Wars is for kids bullshit. Everybody, not you, Kev. I would never tell you to fuck off, brother. But everybody out there with this Star Wars is for kids nonsense. Tell you fuck off. Okay? <laughs> Star Wars is made by middle-aged men. Almost exclusively, middle-aged men make Star Wars. And yeah. they fill it. They fill it with their middle-aged men sci-fi fantasies. They fill it with chicks in bikinis, with hot rods, with guns, with knives, with murder, with all kinds of fucking evil shit. Star Wars is not for kids. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up with your Star Wars is for kids bullshit, okay? Now, Baby Yoda is cute, and there are all kinds of wonderful childlike elements in Star Wars that make kids love it, too. They love it. Two, okay? Yeah. And yes, they be, they become the money-generating portion of the audience, yeah. and so we focus everything on them, and fine, and now it's Disney, so we're fucked. Fine. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm fucked, okay? Mandalorian and every other Star Wars product is going to be made for children from now on, and this episode fucking proves it. This episode was so fucking dumb, because you know what? Family-friendly is fine, yeah. but family-friendly is not family-friendly anymore, when it's too fucking dumb for daddy to stomach. Because then daddy is not included anymore. Daddy's like, what the fuck am I sitting through? So it's not family friendly anymore when you drop the intelligence level down so fucking low that only my toddler can fucking enjoy this. And I know everybody's going to say, we loved it. We loved it, Jer. We loved it. You're wrong. You're the only one who didn't like it. You're all fucking... Okay, you're, uh, you know what? A bunch of fucking Clone Wars fans, bunch of fucking Rebels fans, bunch of fucking Resistance fans, because that's what okay. this is. That's what Episode Four was. It was a fucking episode of Rebels. I, I agree. And, and, and that's and and you know what? If you always wanted a live action version of Rebels, congratulations, good for you, good for you. You I, got. But I fucking did not order Disney Plus for that. I ordered Disney Plus for long form intelligent storytelling, and Episode Four did not fucking give me that for one second for right. one moment of this episode anyway kev <laughs> i th- i think i've got the angry portion of yeah, my you, review you, out you definitely <laughs> and i'm sorry i'm sorry i told you you need to get a buzzer i don't you need to get a buzzer for me you need to you need to shut me down when i do this um <laughs> but 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 go ahead and disagree okay. with me and i will not attack you i promise okay well <laughs> 
First of all, I did not feel the the hatred that you did for this episode. I, nobody did, apparently. Um, Everybody oh, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard did such a great job. <laughs> it's not filler. It's not filler. No, there was uh, okay. So okay, you don't shut up. You go. No, I I definitely agree with you that it did feel more like a Rebels episode. In fact, the last two episodes I felt like like they were straight out yeah. of Rebels, right? Yeah. Um, especially the part when Baby Yoda is walking into the like bar or whatever that is that eatery, and yeah. we saw that cat. It, first, first of all, Baby Yoda walking. My biggest problem. My, one I, of my I, not, I, not, I not my biggest. Problem. Okay. One of my first problems, this kid can walk as fast as an athlete. Uh, fuck off. You don't I, have a toddler. You don't have a two-year-old. That's why, Kev. Yeah. If, you had a, if you had a two-year-old, you would understand. There's no fucking way Baby Yoda walked to town but he's with 50. the Mandalorian. He's 50. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um, they they should have kept that, that goddamn hover thing. They should have kept it. Yeah, anyway. yeah no. I, I dug the hover. Um, but... No, um, I do agree. It did feel like an episode of, of Rebels. They threw in that little cat. Uh, I forget the name of the cat. The Loath right Cat. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for making me angry again. <laughs> the Loath Cat from Rebels. Had to be. Okay. So, so. I, I had no problem with that. Uh, again, I am a, I'm a fan of Rebels. <laughs> so um, to me, I thought that was a nice little fan service moment. It's like, fan service. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, the story. How uh, badly the story... do they want to put Freddie Prince Jr. in this show? Oh, how sure. bad? Like, I'm how sure long till we a... see Freddie Prince Jr.? How long till we see The Mandalorian starring Freddie we'll Prince see... Jr.? Like any second now. We'll see Kanan in there. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> his his nephew, played by Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, shit. So, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I had no problem with the storyline of this this episode. Um, really? No, I had no problem. It was it was a retelling, right? Um, if it was a retelling of an old Clone Wars episode, it was a retelling of a movie from the fucking forties <laughs> or the sixties, whatever it was. Okay. I had no I had no problem with that. It's it's okay. it's a it's a trope that's been done Can over we, and over we, again. I understand the trope, right? and and I did I don't mind the trope. I don't mind the trope, but yeah. if you if you. If you handle it prop, if you handle it well, if you tell the story well, uh, and if you don't make every step that the characters take absolutely illogic and nonsensical, mm. then you can make a great you can make a great story out of the fucking uh, the trope that they. Oh, I'm sorry, what's the movie that they not not, not hit um, Seven Seven, seven Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the two characters were stolen from Hidden Fortress. The two the two villagers who come and get him. Those were the exact two characters from Hidden Fortress, which is great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but every step the characters take in this in this fucking thing is yeah. completely fucking illogical. <laughs> the whole like Cara Dune, like the character, it, she has no fucking character. They just drop this. They just drop her in. Her mm. hair is too flat ironed. She's wearing too much fucking makeup. She looks like she's going to a fucking nightclub, and she's and she's supposed to be this fucking badass fucking shock trooper. The fight scene is fine because she's so good at fighting, yeah. and her and her dialogue is fine because she she does a pretty good job with it. But they give her such shit to work with. Yeah. Her character. Uh, you know, is fine. She's an ex-rebel, and she left because she didn't like the politics that ensued after. And that's that's a fine backstory, okay. <laughs> but 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 the whole deal with her, okay, fine. She thought she thought that the Mandalorian was a bounty hunter after her. That's why she disappeared. That's why she attacked him. That's fine. The fight scene was awful. The fight scene ended for no reason. 
like Baby Yoda standing there. So suddenly we're not in a struggle for life and death. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know each other. We still have no, we have no information on each other. We're just going to stop fighting because Baby Yoda is cute. Yeah. Uh, like, absolutely illogical. And then, and then after they make friends, she tell him he has to leave the planet. Like why? And then <laughs> after she tells him she has to leave, he has to leave the planet, she comes and helps him for yeah. no money. Just because she likes him, apparently, no, or she something. Got money. She got money. <laughs> Hardly any. It was pocket change. She said it. Yeah, but so she. It wasn't enough to make a leap of faith for a guy who you just told get off this fucking planet. Yeah. This planet's not big enough for the two of us to like. Oh, you offered me a bag of change. Now I'm gonna go fucking fight this battle with you. Like, no, like n- nothing made sense in this fucking episode, dude. Right. And and then like, uh, I hated that. Like her costume was so cosplay, and they just and they just they just sleep in their costumes. Like they, there's no layer. Like give her a jacket to take off and and cover herself with when she goes to sleep on the goddamn cart while they're while they're going through the middle of the night right. to the to the farm. Like like make this real. Like don't like this is not a cartoon, people. Like we're not watching animation. We're supposed to be watching real people living in a real world. You gave us the toilet in episode one. You gave me hope. Yeah. That we were going to get a real world with real characters living in it. And, and you have dropped this to the dumb level of a cartoon. Right. And I can't stand it. And the goddamn, it made no sense. Okay, they found the ATST tracks. And they know that they're chasing some rebels in the, in the woods. They don't follow the ATST tracks to go check it out. And then just find the ATST parked with nobody in it. And then just fucking blow it up and take it out. And just finish the whole thing right away. Like, why? They're going to see the ATST before the ATST sees them. Yeah. Like, the, like it's, it makes no damn sense. They go right back to the farm and go, oh, no, there's an ATST. There's nothing on this planet that can take the legs out of that ATST. When we've all seen ATST's legs taken out by trees, and they're surrounded by trees when she says it. Yeah. There's trees in the shot when she says there's nothing on this planet that can take the legs of an ATST but out. But they didn't live this Return of the garbage. Jedi. They didn't relive Return of the Jedi. They don't know how Ewoks fought. It was a famous battle. Are you telling me that, the, that it wasn't a legendary story? It wasn't a legendary story that ATSTs were defeated by Ewoks in a forest with nothing but trees and ropes? <laughs> Like, they would know this. It's five years later. She's a rebellion shock trooper. Yeah. She would know this. It's like this line was put in there just to, just to torture Star Wars fans. Like, it was so stupid. And, for God's sakes, everybody's talking about, oh, it's so great the way they shot the ATST. This was the fakest CGI bullshit that I have seen on a TV show. This I, I heard all about how the budget of the show was going to be so great, so mm-hmm. big. It was like Game of Thrones. And I was expecting a Game of Thrones-like visual experience. And what I got in this episode mm-hmm. was like, <clears throat> it wasn't as good as Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. First of all, the costumes were directly out of Star Trek. Like, the whole village, everybody's wearing these costumes that just came off a fucking costume rack. Yeah. It's like a... I felt like I was watching a Broadway show when I was watching these villagers. Right. Like, it, it was directly on... It was like... There was not... Star Wars is supposed to feel lived in and gritty and 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 dirty. Mm. And it, not like a fucking bright, colorful clean cartoon where Cara Dune's hair is perfectly flat ironed and all of the villagers who are who are farmers in the mud are all like perfectly like 
clean right. in their blue matching outfits that just came from off the off the costume designer's sewing machine right. and off the off the cost out of the costume trailer. Like it's just so bad. It's right. cheap. It's garbage. And and uh, I, I was I was on the plot not making sense. Okay. Uh, first of all, they tried to make it look like ATSTs are robots and don't have pilots, so it was okay and family friendly for the Mandalorian to kill the ATST because he wasn't killing people. They did not show pilots. No, people and died. The, people died. They did not episode. show. They, yeah, they showed people dying, but not in the ATST. The ATST was deliberately shown, and we talked about this in episode one. How remember how we both how we both interpreted his quote a different way? The "bring you in cold" or "bring you in warm" yeah, thing. Yeah. And I said, I said at the time, that's a great technique Disney has that they can show you something on the show that you can interpret as "I'm going to kill you," or you can interpret it as "I'm going to freeze you in carbonite." And adults can take it one way and kids can take it another way. And Disney's ass is covered. Right. Well, they, they did that with this ATSD, Kevin, I swear to God, intentionally. And it's a terrible use of it because they made it look like the ATST was a robot. Like that there was nobody driving it. Hmm. He he even said, "Come on, take the bait, you hunk of junk," which is which is a cool thing because it was a line from Star Wars, hunk of junk. But but he's but they treated it like it was a robot, like they weren't actually killing somebody in there. And I hated that. And I hated that there was no shot of people and the ATST in the same frame interacting. It's mm. like, like it was obviously a budgetary thing. And that ATST should have laid waste like the dragons in season seven of Game of Thrones. That ATST should have blown up every hut in that village. He did no damage. None. There was nothing. Like, like they didn't, the, the budget was like, I don't know how much money they spent on this, but it was like nothing. It was mm. nothing. Uh, and and I hate it, Kev. I hate this episode. I hate, and Fair they enough. took away they took away the dramatic tension of this episode. First of all, because Baby Yoda was safe the whole time. Yeah. So the whole point, the whole thing, the whole reason this show works is Baby Yoda is so adorable, and the Mandalorian is so badass. And you know, this baby who we want to be protected so badly has the most badass protector. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun because you just, you're so worried whenever the baby's in danger. And then you're so happy whenever the Mandalorian saves him. And we didn't even do that in this episode. Like yeah. until the, until the very end with the, with the, with the reveal that the bounty hunter was there, we took that out of the episode and we tried to make it about this other stuff that we don't care about. And this other stuff that we don't care about was executed poorly poorly very very poorly stop saying bryce dallas howard did a good job i don't care look some of these websites i guess that i watch they're like really close to the industry and they're hoping they're gonna gonna get like an interview with bryce dallas howard and stuff Mm. so they don't want to say that she did a bad job but she did i'm sorry i love her i love i will watch anything that she's in and i'll watch anything she directs but this was bad guys and and it was to me episode five was better Episode five pulled me out of my funk. Like I was bummed. I thought, I thought there's no hope after this episode, but episode five revived me. Okay. And I do not take it back, Kev. I love you, and I love everybody who loves this episode, and I respect your, I, I respect your love for this episode. But I hate chapter four of the Mandalorian, and I, I want to discourage. Any more episodes ever being anything like this? So I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to. I. I. I want to tell everybody. Yeah. Um, and there. And, and there. There you go. I'm gonna wrap on episode four. <laughs> I, I... 
<laughs> All right. Um, so needless to say, you're giving this uh, a one out of like ten. A one. You know, it's yeah. still the Mandalorian. It's still it's still you know whatever. I, yeah. Uh, five. Five? Five. Okay. That's five. that's higher than I thought you were gonna give it. <laughs> so um it, I like I, uh, yeah, I, I could I could I could just watch the Mando like farting and it would I would still be like, that's cool. But go ahead. <laughs> so um I obviously didn't have the the same emotion that you had about this episode. I did not hate it. Yeah. Um I it was definitely the worst episode so far. I agree with that, <laughs> but I don't agree that it was complete shit. Yeah. Um, no, I I still I still enjoyed I still enjoyed the episode. So myself, I would give it a seven. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five for me, seven from Kevin. Yeah. Seven is I don't know. Sometimes seven is high for you. Sometimes seven is I never know how to interpret it. Well, I feel like uh, I feel like I've been giving the other ones like eight and up. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your least favorite so far? Um, yeah, and would, my, my, would, mine for sure. I would probably say it's my least favorite. You know what? But uh, when we talk about episode five, I, I have a little. Okay, uh, I, I like the episode. I just thought it was a little fan servicey. <laughs> I want to say. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, are we moving on to five? Are we boom dunning? We're, we're, we're going to move on to five, but I just want to say in my funk from four. Yeah. I, w- I was bummed. Okay. I went and I, I went and I rewatched episode one. Yeah. Because I, I actually asked myself, was this show as great as I thought, or was I just so hyped up that I didn't realize I was watching a bad show? Right. Um, that that's how seriously like turned off I was okay. by this episode. Okay. And I went and watched episode one, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I want to watch episode one over and over again. Okay. Um, and and episode two and three as well. So. Uh, just so I'm clear on that. Okay. Episode. Uh, so, boom done in episode four. Boom done. Okay. Let's let's never discuss it again. Chapter five. Chapter five. Let's talk chapter five. What was it called again? Uh oh my god, I'm blanking on the title. Why so I... am I. Um, what was it called? Uh, the Gunslinger. The Gunslinger. Okay. The Gunslinger. <laughs> All right. Gunslinger. Okay. I was. I was happy about Tatooine, but I, I guess you were. Yeah, no, I was co- totally cool with Tatooine. Um, the fact that they went back to Tatooine, or they went to Tatooine. Okay, let's 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 talk about it. First, first uh, shot of this 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 episode, the first two minutes. Uh, great. My favorite two minutes of the show so far yeah. were the first two minutes of this episode. It's called Star Wars. We saw a war. In we, saw Wars. Star Wars. So, we saw Star Wars. We saw Star Wars. Thank you. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, I even loved his corny move that he won the battle with. It yeah. was it was like it was almost space ballsy. Uh, loved it, yeah. loved it. Go ahead. Didn't we see this in uh, something else? I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah, we must have. It's it's obvious. The drop it's, back. It, we, and, yeah, we've definitely seen it in car chase movies. We and we I think we saw it in Top Gun. <laughs> we saw this yeah. in Return of the Top Jedi. Gun did it. Fuck that. We saw oh. this in Return of the Jedi on the in the uh, in Endor Forest. When uh when he oh on a back. speeder bike yeah. yes yeah. very good perfect that's there you awesome go. we did see this before so uh yeah loved it I loved it when he said uh, I'm I'm taking you either uh, cold or or what was it the, the line hot or cold I'll take you in cold or I take you in warm yeah warm warm or cold whatever whatever the exact line is and then uh, he blows him up and he's like that's my line 
<laughs> I thought that was amazing, great. dude. <laughs> was great. Dude, it was nineteen eighty four in my in my in my mind when that happened. It was like, oh my god, that was fucking perfect. Yeah. That was George Lucas nineteen eighty four mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, and that was great. That was great. Perfect. And then Kevin, yeah. ten seconds after I get that, like I jumped out of my seat. Okay, I jumped out of my seat. I was like. Oh my god, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then, Kevin, ten seconds later, he says, Maz Eisley. Yep. And I went, yes! <laughs> this is better than Jawas. This yeah. is better. Than, like, We're in Maz Eisley! Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We're no, going to find was, out, was, find out Maz, what Maz Eisley's like five years after Return of the Jedi, Kevin. Yes. Come on! Yeah. Like what's next? Are we gonna go to Hoth and check out like the 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 remnants of the, the rebel, rebel base, base yeah. after it was destroyed? Like, yes, do all of that, please. Let's go to let's go to Endor. Please. We are going to Endor and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, Wicket's in it, dude. Yeah, apparently. Wicket the Ewok is in it. He apparently, filmed the yeah. scene. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I can't wait. I can't we're, we're not here to talk about Rise, though. We're not here yeah, to okay. talk about Rise. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, he 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 uh, lands in this port, which is basically reminiscent of um, where... Um, it's Mos Eisley Spaceport. I yeah, think where, where Han Solo uh, parked his this, the Millennium yes. Falcon. It looked like the same, the same scene. When we first see the Millennium Falcon, it yeah. is parked... We can assume mm-hmm. in this exact spot. Yeah, yeah. The set looks right. I don't yeah. know if it's it's probably not the same set, but also, it looks right. Uh, just before this happened, too, I also saw somebody uh, posted a uh, picture on Facebook. It was the Mandalorian ship coming in, and it, it passed like this little ridge, whatever. Um, um, uh, what's the best way to describe it? I guess I guess Ridge is the best way to describe it. And then they showed a picture from 1977 Star Wars of um, uh, Obi Wan, Luke, you know, C three PO with the with the speeder up there, and see exact same ledge. <laughs> so apparently they threw that in. <clears throat> I didn't catch it when I first when I first saw it, but it's the same shot. So. Um, they must have like digitally took them out and put in the, the uh, Razor Crest, whatever, right? Because it looks like the exact same shot. Essentially, they just brightened it up, and yeah, then, whatever, right? Yeah, maybe. So that yeah. was a little another little fan service moment, which I missed. And then that um, that next scene when he's when she uh, when he parks in uh, in uh, what was it Bay Thirty Five, <laughs> which happens to be I guess the exact same one as the Millennium. Oh, Falcon. is it? I didn't know that. Uh, oh. I'm not sure if it's the exact same one. I, I can't remember, but it looks the same though, right? To me, yeah, it, it looks. It looks. It does look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. it could. It could. I. I, I think. The, I think that's known. I think that's something we're supposed to know as Star Wars geeks. What the actual bay was from yeah, that movie. Probably. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to admit right now. I don't know. I'm okay. not 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure but, if we watch rewatch it, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Bay 35. I do want to say I loved. <laughs> I love this character. Yeah. This female technician. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she in was good. The, in the bay, mm-hmm. uh, she reminded me of Rhea Perlman from Cheers. Yeah, people were comparing her to Sigourney Weaver with, uh, yeah, with the hair. her outfit. Yeah, her outfit hair. looked a little. Her outfit looked a little bit Ripley. Yeah, but I, I thought hair, her. I hair. thought her. I thought her character was more Rhea Perlman. Yeah, um, yeah. But nobody's saying that but me, because um, nobody remembers Rhea Perlman. <laughs> uh, 
But um, and what did she I, have? I liked her character and, and those droids. Pit droids, right? She had pit droids. They were is, from uh, episode uh, one. Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah. Right, which was which was fun. I like I like it. Yeah, I I, I love it all. Bring it all in. Yeah, I um, thought that was a little it was a little throwback as well, right? Um, and then we go to Mars Eisley Cantina, dude. Yeah, and we, we see what we see <laughs> what this place has turned into. Yeah. it's not the same, exactly the same. It's a little Droid, quieter. Droids are welcome. There's droids droids are welcome. behind the bar now. <laughs> yes, droids behind the they, bar now. They serve their kind now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, their kind serves you now there, there was you know. there was this, there was this great like bee creature in the mm-hmm. bar um and i thought like there wasn't many creatures in the bar but there was this there was this like human-sized honeybee <laughs> sitting sitting at the bar in the back and i was like that's so fantastic that's like that's like a tribute to rick baker i wonder if rick baker no, rick baker wasn't involved in the way but um yeah. um it was like this cantina is like it's not a hive of scum and villainy anymore so no. much. It's still kind of a low-life place, yeah. but the robot says, like, the guild does not operate out of here anymore. Yeah. This place this place is kind of cleaned up. Do you remember the uh, the the uh, bounty hunter's name, the other guy? Was it Toro? Uh, Toro Calican. There you go. Which I, which I hate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he was sitting in the exact same spot as Hansel. Yes. He's sitting in Hansel's character with his feet on the fucking table. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, no gunshot, um, no gunshot on the wall though. They cleaned that. This this was fucking Dave Filoni. This yeah. was a fucking rebels character. I hate this character. Yeah, uh, this I was the character was okay. This was John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and this was Dave Filoni going, okay, this is my area of expertise. I know how to make characters like this because we've made a million characters like this for Rebels. Yeah. So this is his name's got to be like this, and then this, and then he's got to look like this. And and he and he was just a Rebels character. He was yeah. just a two dimensional cartoon character who served the plot only. And I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. No, I, I just want to spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! I didn't have any problem with uh, the character himself. I thought the okay, guy, the, the kid that played him, was fine. Uh, yeah, I had no problem with him. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of liked how he came off, like all like, like. Um, yeah, I've been around the guild for a while. Blah, blah blah, dude. This is my first job, man. I need you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, so I kind of liked that uh, that whole character progression with him. Uh, I thought it was all right. Um, Freddie Prince Junior. Character. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, now, I, now he was my he was my one bitch about this. Yeah. Um, what okay. I didn't like, we kind of skipped ahead of something that I really liked though. Um, oh, what's yours? <clears throat> as soon as he leaves the flight hangar, and mm-hmm. before he arrives at the Cantina, we see that shot that we saw on the trailers of the stormtrooper helmets on yes. pikes. Yes, yeah, good point. And we didn't know when we saw the trailer that this was Tatooine. No, right? But we had said that this kind of reminded us of the original poster for the phantom menace yeah. which which was tatooine yeah so we could with that same wall with that same shadow could be the same wall but yeah. um what i also thought was these could have been the same fucking stormtroopers that killed luke's parents yeah and and left their smoking bodies true and now and now their heads are on spikes yeah. in maz eisley and yeah. that could easily be them yeah. and and how like great would that be if that was like a great little backstory mm-hmm. uh, piece oh, that was a great shot i absolutely love that shot yeah that's one of those shots i wish they saved for uh for the show and didn't put it in the trailer but 
so gracious. Uh, it got me so excited in the trailer. Though. That was my it's favorite. True. Like, uh, I was so stoked for that shot in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. No, but it would have had more impact when you saw it without knowing it was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, no, I thought it was So we got this Toro Calican character, and yeah. he introduces... He introduces the plotline of this episode. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a bounty hunter on his first mission, and he's going to get this this assassin character. Uh, I forget the name of the actress now. Uh, her name is Fennec. Like Moopy something. I can't remember her exact name. It's like a really long like Asian name. Not to sound racist, um, but it's like um, Moopeng. She okay, was well, she was. I looked I'm, her up. I'm she was asshole. in a bunch of stuff. I'm an um, because she's like famous. Um, yeah, she was like, <clears throat> was she in Game of Thrones? If I remember correctly, I don't even know. Uh, she was in a bunch of shit. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to get this deadly assassin. <clears throat> uh, I don't know about you, but I was expecting there to be a massive plot twist. There was kind of a plot twist, but not really. A little bit. I I was expecting this to be a plot all along between Toro and Fennec mm. to capture the Mandalorian and the child. Ming Na Wang. Okay. Ming Na Wen. Uh, so when, yeah. So when they captured her, I was expecting the two of them to go, "Aha! Now we've captured you, Mandalorian. Now give us the child." Yeah. Um, that didn't happen so much. Um, uh, Fennec ends up getting killed by Toro. Toro turns out to be like ruthless, and he uh, Fennec tries to cut a deal with him to turn on the Mandalorian and take the mm-hmm. child instead of instead of turning her in. Um, and uh, Toro ends up killing Fennec and then trying to take the Mandalorian and the child and, and turn the child in himself. Yeah. Um, so the twist doesn't happen the way I expected, the way I thought it would have been more clever. But a mm-hmm. um, little bit of a twist. And then we get... Uh, I don't want to jump ahead to the very last shot of the thing, but um, uh, the plot goes... Uh, Fennec gets killed, yeah. then, Toro, then Toro disappears back to the Razor Crest. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian has to return to the Razor Crest on Dubak. Yeah. Back, um, we we had previously seen these long shots of them driving through the desert on speeder bikes, so they were really far yeah, away. I was say we um, the, we skipped over that. I thought that was yeah. great. That looked amazing. I loved it. Some yeah. people were complaining. There was one shot. There was one shot where it looked a little bit digital, and mm. I'm saying that's one shot out of about probably eight. Yeah. Long long shots of them driving through the desert. Yeah. And I was so happy to see the desert, the, the dunes of Tatooine and, the, and these characters driving through the on speeder bikes. We didn't get enough of that in the movies. We got a little, we got like Anakin doing that. We got like Darth Maul doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm um, actually surprised they didn't get a, uh, a land speeder, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been a nice little throwback. Too, right? I wanted to say, yeah, um, we already got that in episode one, but um, Kinda. the speeder bikes, the speeder bikes themselves i was a little bit taken off by the design i know they were supposed to look shitty but they looked beyond shitty yeah. they just looked like they looked like metal frames with no engines at all right uh, to me like i didn't see like how like where is the pretend functional parts of this it just looks like a ru- like a rusted frame of a motorcycle right. um but fine uh, i love watching them ride speeder bikes through the desert yeah. and um the point was they had to be really far away, so the Mando had to take a long, long time yeah. to get back on Dubac. Yeah, and Toro mm-hmm. has a line. Dubacs don't look too fast either, right? So, no, yeah. <laughs> and Toro, Toro has a line. Took you long enough, Mando. Yeah. And Toro's waiting for him, holding Baby Yoda, and yeah. he's got what's her name, the 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 engineer character at gunpoint. Um, <clears throat> Does she have a name? I don't remember. I don't, uh, yeah, she's got a name. Uh, but Mandalorian defeats Toro and kills him. And uh, saves the day. 
Um, I like this episode. I I I, I love I love going back to Tatooine. I love finding out about Tatooine. I um I you know I, a little bit of problem with the with the Toro character. I like the Fennec character. I was disappointed that she got killed. I I, I thought she was going to become a regular character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this show dispenses with characters, oh, you right? Know like, what, you know what part we completely skipped over? The part when uh, they stopped and uh, they saw the sand people, and he's like, mm. and he's like. He's he like, spoke uh, sand person. Yeah, well, he didn't speak it. He sign language, right? Oh, right. He spoke Tusken and, Raider sign language. But the part when he's like, he's like, "Why don't you tell him yourself?" And then, and the pan, the camera pans, and they're like staying there. <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, another Star Wars line was used in this. Like I said in the previous one, Womp he said, "He said hunk of junk." No, not womp rat. Yeah, he did. They did use womp rats, but there was another line that I was talking about, which they was used um, womp rats twice now. Uh, actually, in the last two, he episodes. says, uh, "Mandalorian says to Toro, she's no good to us dead.'" That's right. Oh, you know what? The other great line oh, from line. this was, "She has the high ground, so let's wait it out." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm. a ton of a ton of just yeah. Star Wars throwback. Oh, even even when she uh, was analyzing the ship, she's like, "You have uh, was it carbon freezing, whatever it is, the carbon line? scoring, carbon yeah. scoring, whatever." Yeah. So, and that was straight from New Hope. Another <laughs> great, another yeah. great character. Who you event, you eventually want to see all these characters assembled as the Mandalorian's crew, right? Mm-hmm. Like we 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 wanted Krill to join him. We wanted Kara to join him. Yeah. Now we wanted this engineer. Like if you put all of these characters on a larger ship than the Razor Crest as a crew. I you guess you've got Firefly. <laughs> no, you've got Rebels. You've got okay, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, yeah. So you, Sorry, you Firefly was the first thing I popped. You can't up. do it. You can't do it. Look, yeah. there's one thing I want to talk about, and the speculation is about the or the the, uh, the Mandalorian's origin. Yeah, which wasn't which wasn't touched on in this episode, but in most other episodes there have been flashbacks okay. to yep. the Mandalorian's origin story, yep. where his parents are killed, yep. and it cut it cuts off before he's rescued, and we expect that we're eventually going to get the reveal mm. of him being rescued, and it's re- it's really debated who's it going to be, yeah. and I think I think I always thought it's very simple. Everybody's being ridiculous. It's just going to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. No. No, no named Mandalorian either. Doesn't just have to be right. Just, just the Mandalorians, quote unquote. Yeah. But I'm hearing a lot. Like uh, the speculation is going on and on. First, I heard Yoda. No, it's not no, going to be Yoda. It's be absolutely Yoda. not Yoda. Yeah. But then Yoda's people are dead. saying stuff. People are saying stuff that maybe I'm starting to wonder if yeah. they're saving this reveal because maybe this is the Ahsoka reveal. Mm, I don't know. Because she was tight with the debatable. Mandalorians. Yeah, it's debatable. It, it, she could was it could happen. I won't discuss or, it. Or 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 Sabine, yeah. because if you're, if you're getting Sabine. a if you're getting Ahsoka, you're probably getting Sabine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning towards Sabine. I, I I still my gut is telling me Filoni's going to do that. Filoni's yeah. going to do it. I, so I uh, another another uh, great part that we forgot to well not a great part but another important part uh, that we forgot to mention actually the very last shot of the show, um, which is the dead body of um, I forget her name sorry Fennec. Fennec, yeah, Fennec, uh, lying there, and, uh, and a new a new mystery character feels character comes up. We only see him from the waist down, and he yeah. looks like he probably a Mandalorian. It's possible, yeah. Uh, looks like he's, he's being got, hunted. He's got spurs right? jingling, and he so. he's basically inspecting the body of Fennec. And doesn't he grab her tracker tracking fob? Yeah. Or he has he has a tracking fob on her. Yeah, that's what I think yeah. it was. Yeah, because so he's, he def- he's definitely an, he's definitely another bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard people saying he looks like Boba Fett. Like, why are everybody? Everybody keeps saying every yeah. character looks like Boba. Fett. 
And I think everyone thinks that Boba Fett's going to turn up in this show, but I don't know. I don't know if that would be a good move. No, I don't think so. I yeah. think the the point of this show is to make you forget about Boba Fett and mm-hmm. just and just love the the Mandalorians plural, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I don't expect Boba Fett. Um, yeah. I don't expect it either. I won't be disappointed if he shows up, um, but I don't, I don't. I wouldn't hold my breath for it to happen. I think this mystery character is just going to be a high level bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be the plot of the next episode is probably going to be being chased and yeah. and almost and maybe this high level bounty hunter takes Baby Yoda. Eventually, he's got to lose Baby Yoda and get him back, right? Mm-hmm. True. And the finale—that's what it's going to be, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think, like, what? Do, how many episodes do we have left? It's three uh, more three. left, right? We have three left. So this is this show being like a video mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to go like through three level bosses in the next three episodes. Yeah. So uh, we're getting one this week, and uh, apparently next week, because of Rise of Skywalker, they're moving it to Wednesday. And then I guess we're getting the final episode uh, after Rise of Skywalker. Right. So, so yeah. We're getting, we're, getting, we're getting a special Rise of Skywalker footage That's in, right. the, in that episode on Wednesday, yeah. which is why they, why they moved it to before the release of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't wait. I'm going to see it on Thursday night and Friday night. Uh, I'm going Thursday uh, and Friday morning. Um, yeah. Before I even had a chance to discuss it with him, uh, Steve, my buddy Steve Dunk from the Force.net, he bought us tickets for Friday night at the Paramount uh, nice. in IMAX. Nice. Um, and then, of course, uh, he's going to be seeing it before that. He'll probably see it three times before he sees it with me. Oh, okay. um, and, and i got to see it with Melinda. So we're going to see it here in Whitby um, on op- on opening night at like a midnight showing. Nice. Uh, in as well. Uh, so stoked for Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. So okay, uh, we, when, we're going to have to review that uh, ASAP. Um, oh, when it comes out? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, you gotta let me that's know. That's gonna I'm, be a, that's gonna be a kill. That's gonna be an episode. Like I'm, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That episode's gonna take a lot out of. I'm, yeah. I'm. It's gonna be like <laughs> you're gonna, gonna be, be emotional at the, at either the, way, right? At the end, are you gonna fade away like Luke Skywalker did? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh my god, you're right. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen. Oh! <laughs> my robes are gonna <laughs> fall to the floor. <laughs> And then uh, Jerry will be continuing this podcast as a Force Ghost. Force Ghost. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> uh, the thousand generations are in you now, Kevy Kev. <laughs> this is your fight now. I am the last pot eye. <laughs> are we done with the Mandalorian, my friend? Mandalorian episode five. Um, okay, this mysterious character. I think it's just going to be the first level boss, and then, yeah. and then, and in the next two episodes, we're gonna we're gonna deal with the clients again, okay. and then we're going to deal with Giancarlo's character, yeah. um, Esposito. Um, yeah. um, he's going to be this moth character that we know, we we already know. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get that big reveal that I was looking for, like an Ahsoka type thing. I because I because I think I think that this plot line with Baby Yoda is gonna carry on uh, yeah. to the season season two, yeah. and I I think maybe it's gonna be pushed off. Um, the big reveal that I'm expecting, the Ahsoka thing, uh, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's gonna be probably pushed to season two now. I don't know why I'm talking about that. We were still talking about episode five. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a good episode for me. Um, it's um, Maybe my maybe the second 
worst. I don't want to say it's the worst though, because mm. the opening is so great. Um, so it's it's right up there in the mix with 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 the good ones for me. Even though, yes, there's some a couple of weaknesses. The Toro character is a little bit weak. Mm. Um, a couple of decisions in the storytelling were a little bit weak, but not nearly as bad as Episode Four. I I really thought this was a was a great episode, fun mm. and. Especially the first five minutes, uh, just like that that first two minute scene, and then the, all of the Maz Eisley reveals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, loved, loved, yeah. loved. Uh, so for me, this episode is going to get out of ten. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was thinking seven point five. Um, yeah. I think it was it was definitely better than four, but not by much. So, but yeah, like I said, I just felt they were doing a little bit too much fan service for me. Yep. I don't know. Uh which is good cuz I mean um, we loved it. we loved it with yeah. the Jawas. Yeah. It's just right. um it was just like little things like when she, when he walks away and she's like womp rat. You know what I mean? I'm just like really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, there was just some parts I was just like wah, wah. but then there was parts I was like oh okay, nice. Like the beginning. Hey. So, but yeah, I'm going 7.5. Cool. Um, okay, so that wraps it us up for Chapter 5. Yeah. The Gunslinger, uh, a great episode. Um, if you don't have Disney Plus yet, go get it. Um, before we wrap up, I want to I want to mention a sad note. Uh, today we got some bad news uh, about uh, legendary puppeteer Carol Spinney, uh, yeah. Yeah. who um, basically entertained us throughout our entire childhoods, mm-hmm. Kev. And, yeah. like, like, even before, like, um, he was... He was a staple in the industry for so long. Uh, the puppeteer responsible for Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't you do the Sesame. voice as well from Eric Eckley? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and, yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and he passed today at the age of 85, which is uh, which is a good run. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, um, but, man, that guy had an impact on us, on our childhoods. Absolutely. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know Sesame Street very connected to Star Wars, and yeah. uh, so uh, you know the stuff that we talk about all the time. Um, this guy uh, very connected, mm-hmm. and uh, our condolences to his, him and his family. Yeah, uh, not to him, obviously. Sorry, that sounded dumb. To okay. his family, one hundred percent. Sad note, yeah. but um, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up this episode today, Kevin? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Uh, as I told you, I watched Knives Out last night. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would recommend yeah. it, um, especially if you're a fan of uh, whodunits. Uh, I thought it was well done. Um, critics were loving it. I thought it was really Ryan good. Ryan Johnson so, still got the touch. Yeah, Ryan Johnson did a good job. Um, yeah. Was, uh, it, was it better than Orient Express? Uh, I never watched the Orient Express. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, I can't give my two cents on that one. How can you skip a Daisy Ridley movie, dude? Yeah, no, I never. I just never got around to it. Yeah, no, I never watched okay. it. All right. So, All right. But Frank Oz is in this film, so Yoda oh, is oh, in it. Sweet. So uh, I didn't realize it was him until the credits, to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, no. So, so yeah. I, then, I will check out Knives Out. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, I feel. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, uh, brother. Any, um, that... that the Wonder Woman trailer teaser, we've only seen like three seconds of it so far, but I'm yeah. so excited about it. Like these Wonder Woman action scenes to me look like they're going to be so fantastic. And that's yeah. what I loved about the first Wonder Woman movie. Uh, she, like the best DC superhero action scenes are mm-hmm. in Wonder Woman. Yeah. I, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so was, uh, uh, I really dug the first one. So I'm uh, 
Yeah, Wonder Woman hype. Give me more. Give me this trailer now. Mm-hmm. I want it. Uh, apparently, it's out. It came out while we were doing the show. So fuck. Okay, yeah. let's go watch it. Okay, right. live live reaction to Wonder Woman trailers coming soon. <laughs> coming no, coming soon. Yeah, it's right. we've been on long enough for today, but uh, very soon live trailer reactions to uh, the Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go. All right, Brian. but uh, Janet, you got anything left to say uh, tonight? That's the end. <laughs> I, I guess. Is, I guess so. That's all you ever have to say, Janet. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, we she, need... I don't, we, what have you done for us lately, Janet? <laughs> <laughs> We're carrying you on this show. Exactly. You know, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you just rest on your laurels. You think you think Rhythm Nation was that good? Right. Come on. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys. Uh, if you, if you like the show, if you're listening, thank you. First of all, yes. uh, definitely. Um, but um, the best thing you could do to help us out is to invite your friends to like us on Facebook yes. uh, and share our episodes on Facebook. That's where we basically exist. I did, I did, I did buy the URL to build us a podcast, Kevin. But I'm, I mean, build us a website. But um, I haven't started building the website yet. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how long that's going to take. It might be a year or two. I'm not even going to tease it. I don't. Even, I don't want to tease it. Yeah. But I do own the URL. Right, uh, cool. So toolsforthispodcast dot com is a thing. Nice. It's just not a thing where there's anything. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash tool for this pod. It's yeah. bubble the two and four. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook forward slash tool for this podcast. It's yeah. bubble the two and four because that's how 90s rappers spell. Yeah. And we happen to be rappers in the 90s. Yeah, it's sure. just a thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. I don't know. Right. Uh, but um, you know what? Uh, I look, guess that's all for this week. Look out for our, uh, our Mandalorian um, remix song. <laughs> That yes. we're gonna work on. Check out. Uh, get ready for Mandalorian. Is the Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Check it. Paul McCartney wings. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be getting some royalty checks because this is gonna go viral. Okay. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Um, we teased. We teased it. Now we got to do it. All right. Last time. All right. Bro. So um, that's all for uh, episode. 35 of um, Tool's podcast? I believe it was 35, yes. Um, so, um, uh, all I have to say is uh, just chill. To the next episode. Mm-hmm.